Welcome to the NerdSoft Podcast, where we're two lazy nerds talk about whatever we, meaning me and Joseph, have the energy for. And I am uh, the me I spoke about earlier. My name is Chris. And I'm the Joseph you spoke about earlier. My name is Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> of course. I really appreciate that, man. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, what kind you of know, stuff is going on? I've been busy just with work stuff mainly but yeah, don't I, don't bore me no i'm not don't gonna i'm not gonna talk things. about work because work give me cool is stuff. boring okay so Only otherwise cool yeah. okay i beat kingdom 80s which which we talked about on the last episode that you had beaten already i believe at that time so yeah because i'm a pro gamer yeah of course sure and uh <laughs> you know like aesthetically great uh mechanically yeah solid if you like the kingdoms games but man mm -hmm. i just felt really like unfulfilled after the fact like that's a pretty good yeah that's a pretty good way of, of summing it up because that's how i felt too like well do, could you tell me like why because like you've played the other ones pretty extensively and is there something that this one's lacking that the others had that i i don't know like what was it challenge ah challenge the other ones are much harder okay this is this is too easy it, it feels too handholdy. Something this one has that the others don't is this one has a, a a through and through story that you get cutscenes of and everything. Oh sure. So I was kind of feeling like the very last level should have been pretty dire. You know, like like I I, I should be feeling like um you know this is our last hurrah, right? This is the last ditch effort. This is the one right. where. The, the kids are the clothes are all grisly and oh man are we gonna make it can we save our parents um you know it's that part of like you know if you're comparing it to a film and <laughs> it, i got through it, it pretty easily yeah and and i got like you know another cut scene and i was just like oh okay i wonder if maybe there's like another part after this like right like it's is not there done. gonna be the yeah, is is now going to be like the the hidden thing or the twist, and there's going to be like the oh, it wasn't over yet. Here's the Psych. hard part. Yeah, but no, then it went to credits, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was I was really let down that it ended so easily. Yeah, and I was just I, like, oh, I guess it is over. All right, fine. I, I just felt, you know. It like even without really paying much attention to what was going on, like I was able to just breeze through it like, really easily. Like you were saying where like, I didn't even understand the point of really upgrading much past like the first level. Like sometimes maybe I'll, I'll upgrade the, the shielding on whatever my side barriers just a little bit in case I was going to yeah. go to the other side and it might be attacked or whatever. But that really never came into play where it was like, oh, no, like there's real fear of me losing my town or my my setup or whatever. Instead, it was just like, OK, it's the same month. There was OK. There was one time where there was a an um, alien monster thing, whatever, that was different from the other ones. And he was like, mm. it was like the big slug ones, but he was walking on two legs instead. And yes. he was slightly tougher. And I was like, okay, maybe that's what's going to really start coming at me from now on. And I never saw another one of those things. I don't know why, okay. but yeah. That, yeah, he only came once. And after that, it's just like, okay, just kind of breeze through. Let me just get all these kids, collect all the kids that have like uh, bow and arrows or whatever. Uh, get my, my tech dude to have his robot. And then have the garbage can charging the way like in front of me as the barrier. And I'm you know, I'm unstoppable. It felt like I think that's the big issue is like in the other games, because um, I said on the last episode, I went back, start playing some new lands again and still been playing a little bit of that. But like in that one, so many times, like the, the creatures just get stronger and they, you get so many. And then there's big ones that come by. There's flying ones that will really wreck your stuff like they'll fly over grab some of your guys and carry them away basically and you lose a lot of your workers and it is not unusual later into like your run for your town to get just completely ransacked and if you aren't smart about things you don't have a chance of building back um or 
hopefully by the time your town gets ransacked, you're almost out of there. And you might be able to last just long enough to get on your boat and get out. Um, never was the case in the 80s. It was like, I don't think a single barrier ever broke. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. not once. Uh, there's also some problems, too, I think, in this, in that you can get these, like, um, gun turrets that the um, nerdy kid builds that seemingly can be, like, fed coins indefinitely with no real indicator of why or what the benefit is. I don't know if you figured it out, but I couldn't tell. You're talking about the little turrets that he sets up? Yes. Yeah, yeah. those... The, With what the you're doing next there, to them? Yeah, what you're doing there is you're just basically making them their own kind of shielding so that they could pose as barriers. Because otherwise, sure. like they'll just get walked right by. And that's fine okay. normally. And usually what you want, because you don't want them to be destroyed. But if you need them to... If they're in front of like a ways in front of your last cone or whatever, then it's nice to have that barrier stop right there. Okay, got it. Yeah, your mechanic girl will start setting up like stop signs and stuff around them to make them their own little barrier. But I I never really use a TV thing where it turned them into mortars or whatever. Like the laser was sufficient. Like all I needed was it to be the laser. That was fine because it was such long range. Rarely would anything even get to it. You could keep pumping your coins into it. Like there was no stopping point. I guess I didn't notice that because I thought that I had upgraded it all the way at one point. If you go back in, like, you know, you get it, you got the big gun on top um, and the, the little TV next to it. There, No matter what, there's always a slot for a single coin above both the turret oh, and the TV yeah, at all that, times. That's because that's what it takes to change it from the mortar to the laser. Got it. Okay. So that's just switching them back I and never, forth. See, I never figured it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what that is. There we go. So that is <laughs> that's that is yeah, that's, me that's having on you. zero but, patience. But I'm gonna tell you where I ran into issue, and I'm gonna I'll answer your question. Everybody's question that I know no, they have right now. Don't answer like, my question. I'm gonna answer everyone else's question that is gonna be, hey, I'm stuck on a certain part. What do I do? Like, not that I can't kill the enemy, but I don't know where to go. The answer is go to your garbage can and put three coins in it. And that, yes. for some reason, progresses the story. There's no indicator that tells you that. <laughs> it's just like, hey, why can I put more coins in my garbage can now and not just the one that will make my dude stop pushing it? It's because that's what it takes to progress the story and move the garbage can to the next scene. Yeah. Nothing indicates that. You just have to kind of either know or look it up. And I had to look it up because I was like, what am I doing? I've destroyed everything in this level. I have no idea how to progress. So I had to look it up and it was a common thing because there's nothing that's like, yo, like put put a coin here. No arrow. That little angel lady or ghost lady didn't come up and like yeah, point no at it. Yeah, it just. Like, yeah. So that's so you're welcome. That's the answer to all the problems you're going into in this game. I don't want it to seem like it was a bad game because it's not. It's no. just a very middling game to me. I yeah. would say like I understand reviews that are like uh, an in-between review when, when you go to a steam game and it's like you know it's it's a yellow what, what does the the text mixed. say it's like yeah mixed review like this is a mixed review game for me this is a mixed game yes yeah absolutely same, same. do you think we could talk about this for a fourth episode because <laughs> <laughs> we've done it for the uh, last three no, I think we're done, but that's okay. just because I'm done now. So we finished it and we we're done talking about it from now on unless someone else brings something up. But no, yeah, I had to get your rant out there. We're done here. I had I just had to voice my opinion on the end game portion of it. Sure. Which, sure. Yeah. So, OK, next I wanted to talk about uh, just one quick thing. Uh, I did a run through Death Road to Canada, which we didn't talk about on this show at all, but we were playing we it the other day before. Four, well, before like at way one point, in the I'm past. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you and I were playing it the other day, just casually, and we could not like beat it. It's hard to get through those runs because there's a lot of randomness yes, that is. comes into it. A lot of um just random events that can stop you completely in your tracks. So I played twice more after we finished, like a couple days later, and I was able to do a complete run on my second one. You and I both died. Uh, our loyal dog yeah. companion also got eaten by zombies. But then one of my other friends, Chris, came in at the last minute and he was able to finish it just all by himself. So there we go. You know, thanks, Chris. Not you, Chris. Chris other for Chris. the win. Yeah. Okay. 
But you know what? <laughs> I mean, you can thank me anyway for, you know, being the cannon fodder that that helped him get to where he needed to be. Here's why I won't think. Well, no. OK, oh. I will thank you for one thing, because hey. you're... <laughs> Your character's trait is to be irritating. Like, that's yes, literally what you put it I, as. Yeah, that's how and I made him. Yes. That actually helped me in one event <laughs> that was like, you guys run into like a really irritating, like older man who won't stop shouting at you. What do you do? And one of the answers was like, Chris tells him to cool it, man. And uh, that yeah. was the answer. That was what was necessary right there. An irritating there person had to speak to another irritating person for him to understand. And when we play together, th so that's a a always an option for me is to tell everyone to cool it. <laughs> but it's never and, the right answer. Yeah, but I always pick it <laughs> because it's the yeah. funniest answer. <laughs> so everything we do, I always say it. And it usually gets us kicked kicked out of all the trading camps a hundred percent and everything like <laughs> we run into bandits and it's like oh you do this you can do this you can defend yourself or chris tells them to cool it and then we pick that the bandits get mad at us try to kill us <laughs> rob us <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's pretty fun um well congrats on um getting a successful run thank you on that thank one because it's very no. hard the the last video game i want to talk about that i've been playing right now is Diablo 4. I jumped back into it because okay. I just wanted to see like at what point that I could progress to and be like, okay, now I'm finding an enjoyable loop again. And once you, you hit level it? 50, yeah, you have to hit level okay. 50. And then that's when you don't get any more skill points, but you get Paragon points that go into a completely different skill tree. And that's when it oh. becomes interesting again. Because your normal skill tree of, you know, one through 49 is you're putting your points into this certain thing. It's very like linear in, in a way you can right. pick different paths on it, but it pretty much it's like you're going to be like a set thing. But then you open up your Paragon tree and that's when it's like, OK, now you're really getting to the nitty gritty of it and you can start. And it's like these giant trees that branch off into other trees, depending on which direction you go. And to, I don't know what the max level of this game is, but like, you I don't can think get there is one. Ton, maybe not. So you can get a ton of these different trees that are just like branching off of each other and you're choosing your path. Um, you get like three different points every level to like put in there as far as I understand. And then uh, yeah, you're just kind of moving up that path and putting different kind of runes in them. It's confusing to explain without you seeing it. Yeah, I'm a little it, confused. Yeah, but it sure. really gives you a lot of like ways to fine tune your character. Like if you want to focus on um, your dexterity, your strength, whatever, like this is the way to kind of like min max your character further, uh, depending on what sort of build you're uh, looking into. And then uh, so I would say do that. And or beat the campaign first, because once you beat the campaign, then you're free to do whatever you want. And if you create new characters after you beat the campaign, you don't have to do the campaign again. You can literally oh. select like don't do skip campaign. And then you can just basically treat Diablo for like an open world, uh, you know, level farm sure. or whatever you want to do with it. Go wherever. So, yeah, go wherever, do whatever, do nightmare dungeons, etc. So I yeah. really feel like it's one of those games. It's fun getting up to a point, but then you hit a lull where you're like, oh, I just feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And then once yeah. you hit 50, it really opens back up and you're like, oh, OK, now it's interesting again. So I just want to put uh, that out there yeah. for anyone who's playing and maybe hitting that lull. I hit that. I hit that wall so hard and haven't played it for weeks, um, which is surprising. That's another one. I feel like has it been four episodes? We've talked about this one, too. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but these these are my like wrap up thoughts on these games we've been talking about. You know, I'm going to step back in at some point. But um, yeah, I just uh, I I got bored, man. I got really bored and I was just like, eh, OK, but you know what? I I, I like the story. I want to get through it. This is the problem I've got. And this is a problem I have with a lot of games right now is cutscene fatigue. I get so tired of all the miniature cutscenes yeah. in games. My God, like I, I, I enjoyed um, if I can make a comparison, if we go back to Diablo 2, where is one cutscene at the end of each act and they were, all of them were fantastic, moved the story along in huge ways. 
each one was so memorable. Uh, other than that, it's just, you know, the quests themselves move the story along. But, oh my God, the amount of stupid <laughs> little miniature cutscenes in this game uh, just really halt me. And I'm just yeah. like, just let me play the damn thing. I don't want to sit here and watch people talk. If I yeah. want to do that, I just watch TV. Right. I'll just watch a movie if I want to see right cut scenes. Like it, and and like all of the side quests are basically just something like, oh, my wife, I think she's dying or possessed. You must help her. And then you help her by killing her. And then he's like, Oh, thank you for killing my wife. Here's our wedding ring. I'm going to die too of heartbreak. And so you win, but then <laughs> <laughs> everyone's dead you get a wedding ring you're like hey, I'm gonna put it in the trash I don't need this thing I'm gonna sell it then you get a new quest <laughs> and it's like oh my neighbor just killed himself and I need <laughs> someone to bury him before he yeah. becomes corrupted and becomes a demon and then he becomes a demon and then you <laughs> yeah. gotta kill him and the entire graveyard that's also corrupted yeah it is a cutscene every time it's like a miniature one that doesn't cut to like um <laughs> not your traditional take over the whole screen as as uh you know cinematography no, kind of thing but it's, it's like in-game cutscene but you but can't it still move. is pausing your action yeah you yeah. can't move the character you can't skip a lot of these little ones. Oh my God, it drives. And this is the reason too, I think the first time I noticed uh, my cutscene fatigue was with Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, that was the big one that I was just like, this sucks. And I, I, quit, oh, yeah. I quit the game. I was like, I'm not going to finish this. I got through um, maybe the second trainer battle and I was like, I am done. This is garbage. <laughs> And it sucked because I liked all the Pokemon of that one. I thought it was one of the more, I don't want to say it was one of the more creative ones. It wasn't, but I liked a lot of the designs, which made me want to play it more, but I could not stand it. Like the constant play and pause and play and pause. Uh, I can't <laughs> I, do yeah. it, man. I'm growing old. The I can't, I need this time. You know, I need to live. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you like a way that they could easily remedy something like that is to make all cutscenes, uh, make the dialogue not completely skippable. Like, yes, do that. Sure. If you played through it before, but at least let you like get through the text as fast as you want to. Like, I've read it. I've read it. I read it. Like, I don't right. need to hear it. I'm reading it as it's going. I'm reading faster than you're delivering this dialogue. So just let me read it at my pace and be like, all right, I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah. It's fine. But sometimes like in Diablo, like you were saying, like there are certain cutscenes where you cannot skip the dialogue. It's either skip the whole thing or just wait. And it's like, well, I kind of need to see what's happening, I guess. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to skip the whole thing. But if I can't just like press to, you know, speed the dialogue along, then I'm just sitting here waiting. Was it Diablo 3 or is it a different game that at one point they actually had a really good system for that? I, it, I don't remember which game it was. It might not have been a Diablo game at all. It could have been a totally different game. But I feel like there was a game at some point where, um, you know, the quest giver or whoever you're following up with is giving, you know, their George R. R. Martin like length of text chatter. But you could still move around and go wherever you wanted. And like a little portrait of them appeared at the bottom of the screen with the text there and you could hear them still talking. But you could run around the map and do other stuff and you could still hear and see what the person was saying so it wasn't bogging you down and i'm like if they did that then i could you know pop open my inventory um arrange whatever i want look what i've got i could run to town real quick while dudes you know saying is is giving me his independence day speech or whatever so if they could do something like that that would be great that would you know solve a lot of problems for me personally um because i'm hurtling towards the grim reaper at lightning speed so <laughs> i would really appreciate if they, they don't they stop bogging me down man i just have a bad attention span it, it's hard enough for me to pe listen to people for long periods of time in real life let alone a video game if i'm playing a game i just want to play yeah exactly exactly and i'm someone that i'm a lore hound i love the 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 I don't want to say the text, but I love all the the extra bit of flavor and and lore and history that they can squeeze into a game. I think that's fun, but I want to discover that stuff on my own time. I don't want to be force fed it, you know. So 
uh, it just it bugs me so much. I wish games would stop doing this, but yeah. Eh. So on, on a positive note, have you been playing anything fun <laughs> this week? No, nothing fun exists, Joseph. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> um, I actually I went and revisited a game that I bought a while back and I played a while back and never finished it. And I was just like, ah, now's the time. And I started playing it again. And I really, really enjoy it. It's called Black Book. And mm. I, I I may have told you about this before. I streamed it like over a year ago. This is a deck building game where you essentially play a young witch. You're kind of learning the ropes a little bit, but I don't mean witch in the traditional like, you know, pointy hat, riding a broomstick around, uh, boiling potions kind of thing. This is all based very much in like Polish folklore specifically. And um, and it's a period piece. So this is like um, maybe 1700s-ish period. Uh, that's, that's I'm going to take that as a, a guess. But anyway, so you are like a young witch in this like small village. And a witch in that time um, in this place is seen very much as like a kind of a problem solver for a lot of people's stuff. So um, you, uh, a lot of people approach you with with their problems and stuff and might say like, hey, you know, something weird is happening at my grain mill. And like, I think there's some sort of demon in there. Can you please help me? So you might have to like explore around a little bit to find out exactly what kind of demon it is. And then you go and you battle the demon. And that is um, done with cards. And those cards, you are creating combinations um, with these different kind of cards, basically creating a spell using a variety of combinations that do um, either different types of damage um, or shielding yourself from harm, depending on what that demon's going to do. And you can pick up, um, you know, familiars along the way. And there's like, there's a lot of other stuff to it also. Like there's definitely some like balancing things you got to do because you can choose to either be really helpful or you can do some real dastardly things. But if you don't keep a balance, I think a demon eventually literally comes to take your soul. Haven't, that hasn't happened to me yet. Um, but it's a fun little game. It's kind of a combination of a sort of a strategic deck builder um, card game and a little bit of like visual novel to it. Plus, you're really ingrained in like this Polish folklore, which is really fun, especially if you're a fan of like The Witcher and you like the kind of like lore in that world. This is kind of like, um, you know, it's not that that same world, but you'll get a similar sense of it. Like it scratches that itch. Um, so it's, it's really fun. I really enjoy it a lot. And uh, graphics are pretty fun too. Um, at least the graphics during the uh, battles and stuff, the, the conversations when you're talking to others is kind of like a completely different animation. So, um, but it's cool. I would recommend it. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Is it a uh, like row like where, you die, you start over kind of thing, or is it a progression? Based? No, it's it's a progression. Part of me wants to say it's semi-rogue, but it it's not. But this is this is what I will say. I have started over a couple times because I have um not built up my tech very well a few times and gotten myself in a couple pickles where I'm like, ooh, I there is no possible way I can beat <laughs> this. You prevented boss. yourself from progressing. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you can kind of soft lock yourself if you aren't smart I, about what you do. I haven't done that in a game in a long time, but no. I do have a memory of, and this was so long ago playing Final Fantasy Tactics and soft locking myself because there's a point that you reach where you can only play as uh, Ramza, the main character. And I had neglected to be leveling him a lot because I, I had made, you know, I had recruited my own characters. So I was like, oh, I like playing them because I can name them and they're my friends or me or whoever. Yeah. So I'm just focusing on these guys, not really worried about the main character. Then it comes to a point where you have to fight a boss alone as the main character. I'm like, oh, no, 
<laughs> I can't I can't move forward yeah. now. I'm stuck here. Oops. And I think I had saved it like right before that fight. So I couldn't really do anything. So I had to just like stop playing or restart the game at that point. Yeah. So yeah, I understand softlock. That's not fun. The biggest bummer of all time. And uh, it's part, brutal. Of, part of me wants to say that that is a little bit of bad game design. Like if if, if a softlock occurs, part of me wants to say I, yeah, that's I, on the designer. I, I do agree that there should there there should never be a point of no return. Yes. Either it should auto save to a point before you even reach that battle. So it's like, okay, you're about to go into a big battle. Are you sure you're ready? But not like you're there, you're stuck, and you can't do anything or go back. Like that at that point, it's like, all right, um, something should have been done beforehand. So I yeah. agree with that. Um, but that, you know, that isn't a much older game. So I I would hope that there's not a ton of games that really allow for that now, but there might still yeah, be for sure. Um, but yeah, I would, I, I definitely recommend black book, especially if you enjoy, um, I don't know the, the, the way I picked it up is because you know, that inscription is probably one of my favorite games. Uh, and I great game. Yeah. I really wanted, I I'm constantly looking for another game that gives me the same feelings that inscription did because that experience was probably one of the greatest gaming experience I've, I've ever had. And it, that might be weird because some people really don't like that game, but I I'm I was obsessed with it, but um I found it that way because it was recommended for people that really enjoyed Inscription. So um does not play like Inscription, but I mean it's um you know it's cards, it's a deck builder, it does have some dark you know overtones to it in different ways. So that's you know it's kind of fun. So it's recommending it to me based on Slay the Spire and Midnight Suns, Marvel Midnight hey, Suns. Hey, there you go. Um, Give it a shot. Yeah. Or just both of which mine. I have <laughs> over a little, yeah, which I will. Both of which games <laughs> I have a little over 60 hours in, it's telling me. 65 well, on Midnight Suns and 63 on Slay the Spire. There you go. Uh, the, the games I, I was looking the other day, the games I have the most time in, Inscription, which is, you know, no surprise and uh pathway again no real big surprise oh yeah well that's because you played are playing through that one i've played again i've played through yeah i beat it um i've i've played through it so many times now um but it's oh, fantastic man. such a good game w one thing i want to mention real quick before i forget is like i've been looking up a lot of stuff or just like watching some videos on um baldur's gate 3 because i'm very excited about that game yeah, coming same. out uh early august and one thing i saw was that if you go the path of a paladin or you choose a paladin class for a character sure and you like let's say you choose uh you know to be lawful good or whatever in this case and you do something terrible like your paladin goes around and, like murders a civilian or something the literal oath breaker will come and punish you or try to i don't know if they oh. it's like I don't know if like if it's like an in-game event where it just automatically happens or if it's like a fight you're forced into or something, but the Oathbreaker will come and punish you for breaking your oath, which That's I think is a cool. great addition, right? That is so cool. Wow. I hope Oh man, that makes me really excited. Cuz that makes me think what other stuff have they baked into this that people haven't figured out yet? Which, you know? yeah, it hasn't even come out yet. So I, I can only imagine all this. Stuff. That's why I don't like, I don't want to look up like on Reddit or something. Cause that's when people start spoiling things. Like sure. I'm just looking at like really like developers talking about it. Cause then they're giving like little things and it's like, oh man, I'm so excited because it's going to be one of those like ultimate RPG experiences that I really crave. Um, just like with, um, oh man, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is yes, my the next closest thing I can think of, which I just, oh, I love that game. That and um, any game of that ilk are just so great to just kind of lose yourself in that world and get really in-depth tactical combat. That's just so fun. Pathfinder is still pretty fun. The, you know, I tried one of the Pathfinder ones, one of the more recent ones, and I think it's good, but it does let you choose between like uh, real time combat where it's like kind of just slows it down a little bit mm -hmm. or like turn-based and it's right. like if you're giving me a choice i feel like you want me to do real time and i don't know that i can think fast enough to do those make those that's like, tough minute yeah. decisions in real time a you lot know? of um well i guess i don't i've never really haven't played that much final fantasy but i know some of those do the same thing um chrono trigger does that too so uh, oh yeah and secret of mana 
Yes, I think yes. is one of those like action RPGs also. But those are different. Like those, you don't have like a huge plethora of spells to choose from. It's like a, sure. a few things and then your main attack. But with like Pathfinder, it's very similar to Divinity Original Sin 2 where it's got like your whole hot bar of things you can do. But it's like doing that while trying to attack, while like trying not to die <laughs> just <laughs> randomly from yeah. these things and having just, I don't know, like... To me, it might it's a little confusing. I, I haven't played that much of it, so I can't say for sure that it's not something I could get used to, mm-hmm. but trying to go from one to the other is a drastic change of pace. So I saw that you purchased Coffee Talk. I did not purchase it, actually. That was a gift. Oh, it was a gift. Okay, so I wanted to ask you about that because that doesn't seem like your cup of tea or your cup of coffee. So, yeah. but it's definitely mine. So I was just like, okay, well, I will now play it since it's in our thing. <laughs> but I was just like, huh, I wonder what possessed him. But it was a gift. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that, I, I don't know if he wants me to call him out, but I'm going to. That was a gift from NX Gamer on as a thank you, as a thank you for Cartoon Boom, as kind of like a, an exit gift. Yeah, for that. yeah, yeah. So that that was really cool. So thank you again. At That's least awesome. you will play a ton of it. I will play it at some point. Yeah. Because I I have been interested in that. It's just not my pace of game usually. But if I'm looking to chill and just play something like that, then I'm all in. I've been looking forward to this game so much. I had added it on my Game Pass for a while, and then I just never ended up playing it. But um, now that it's in our Steam library, I'm all over it. Yeah, NX Gamer, thank you once again, um, sent me a gift as well. He sent me Road 96 Mile Zero, which is the prequel to Road 96, which is a really great game, one that I kind of obsessed over for a while. Um, I did lots of playthroughs of, um, I mean, you guys, you if you want, you can watch my entire playthrough of Road 96 um, over at the Nerd Sloth YouTube. But um, yeah, he sent me the prequel game, which I'm very, very excited about. So uh, I, I'm going to jump into this here pretty soon. Looking forward to that for sure. Nice. Yeah. So thank you very much to NX Gamer for sending us those lovely gifts. You know me, like I don't I like to watch never, trailers usually never met because you. yeah, well, I don't like to watch. Okay. So yeah. assuming you never met me, I don't like to watch trailers really because like I've had way too many things spoiled for me and I like to go into things blindly. If I know I'm going to see it anyway, then I don't need to see a trailer. Like I'm going to go in, I'm going to enjoy myself and I like surprises. Sure. So people keep trying to push this new Godzilla trailer on me. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, or, or at least not if not pushing it on me, then at least ask me my opinion of it. And I'm like, no, nay, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to see sure. the movie. OK, yeah. So is that your only is that your story? Is that people well, want you to see the trailer and you're like, no, thanks. I'm just going to I just want to <laughs> say, like, let yourself be open to surprise is all I want to say. Like, yeah. because when once you watch one trailer, another one's released and then another one and another one. And then yeah. you've watched like the half the movie before you've even seen it. And that just like kind of robs you of the experience, in my opinion. There you go. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't watch too much. Usually, I'll see, um, I'll, I'll, I'll look more at photos from like press photos of stuff than trailers. Sometimes I'll watch the first trailer. I will not watch second, third, whatever else they put out there. Just enough to get hyped for something, and I don't want things to get spoiled. Um, I, it's Godzilla. I'm already yeah. hyped. I don't. I don't. Need I do kind of want to totally be a hypocrite, real quick, though. And the amount of Deadpool three stuff right now is insane. I haven't watched a single thing about it. The only thing I've seen there's no trailers or anything. It's okay. just the only thing I've seen is that Wolverine picture because I could not avoid it. Like people are posting that I everywhere. Know, I know. And, and you've heard all the rumors about everyone that's going to show up. I haven't heard that many. I've heard. The I've heard just one rumor, but I'm really oh, I'm I'm not going to look it up. But it's like yeah. these things just come into my purview just by scrolling through any kind of social media. Yeah, which I'm glad that people are excited about it. That's awesome. But it's also like, is this going to be like the end all be all of cameos for the Marvel universe? You know. Because it feels like it's going to pull in like everybody. I think so. Well, I think the Fox Marvel universe, I think, is what this is going to be. All of them. We're we're talking all the X-Men, the old Fantastic Four, um, the old Daredevil and Elektra. 
Um, maybe there's going to be some others, but I think that's what we're talking. You and I it, were discussing ourselves in um, in our little messenger. Our, we were just kind of, is this going to be Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe? But you know the Fox Marvel Universe. Pretty sure that's what they're doing. I'm I'm taking a guess. But then I was thinking today, of maybe it's going to be something other. Maybe it's not that same universe. Maybe it's a different one. And I'm wondering, with Secret Invasion just having happened, which I haven't watched yet, but I'm wondering if maybe they're not going to be the same like X-Men Fantastic Four that we were used to. What if they these are actually like scrolls? I mean, that might be a, a really far jump, but I know that they're trying to connect everything at this point. So I'm like, eh, maybe we'll see. So it would be maybe. interesting, but I don't know. I'm going to see it. I don't need to be convinced. I appreciate that Wolverine is wearing his yellow and blue suit finally. At least give it to us this one time because I don't know that once it goes over to Marvel or once, you know, Marvel actually recasts and starts their X-Men universe, if that's ever going to happen again, you know? Yeah, so don't know. It, it's cool as a swan song to, you know, Fox's version, whatever. Um, we'll see how it goes. I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest. Do you think they'll pull something like they did in... Um, Oh, gosh. Which one was it? Where Doctor Strange, Multiverse yeah, of Madness. Where they bring in Professor X and they bring in Reed Richards Absolutely and all that. Absolutely do. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's going to be something like that. You know why? I, I Well, I don't know if I want to share this because I don't want to spoil. Well, what? I don't want to give a potential spoiler because I don't know if it's true. But there's another character that I heard is going to be heavily involved in this movie that um, I would not have guessed would be in this. And that makes me think that, yes, there's going to be some very, there's going to be some dimension hopping for sure. So I, I, I do think so. I think it's going to be very much like that. This is the question I do want to ask though, because um, it, it sounds like, you know, th just hazarding a guess, a lot of the Fox characters going to be in here. Um, from what I, we've seen, and what I've heard, it seems like we're going to get a lot of comic accurate depictions of all of them as far as like their looks and everything like that. Does that bum you out at all if if we get that just to only see them get killed off? Uh, not if I'm already expecting it, you okay. know, like. And I kind of am. I sure. know it's not like it's not an X-Men movie. It's not or whatever. It's a Deadpool movie. So right. anything goes in that franchise. Good point. So, yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a neat, a nice nod to it, because maybe it'll be one of those things where like if we saw it too much, it would start to wear on us. We're like, oh, man, I wish they'd go back to the leather suits or whatever, you know? Right. I don't think I'll ever hit that point, but I just mean maybe <laughs> just small spurts of it will be enough to be like, oh, that was really cool that one time that happened. Sure. I don't need it to be in my face all the time. So yeah. I think like, yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, man, I wish they would go back to just the really bad CGI adamantium claws. Dang. I miss those days. <laughs> miss those. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there any other universe you would love to see Deadpool kill? I'm going to say this. I'm not a huge Deadpool fan mm -hmm. just because of like how I don't know. I guess just how much they've just how many weird directions they've gone with them. Sure. And maybe this stems from just like people cosplaying as him and trying to pretend they are him. And that just kind of that's really obnoxious. like, yes, yeah, being annoying and obnoxious. And, right. you know, I cosplaying him is one thing, but you don't have to act like him. It's fine. Like, it's not as funny as you think it is. But. Uh, yeah, so I'm not a huge fan of just the character or I just am not interested in the character as mm -hmm. much unless we're talking like Deadpool and Cable and whatever like that was and that was so long ago now. Mm -hmm. But that's like my frame of reference for like good Deadpool experience. I don't know what he's doing now, honestly, Um, but I so I don't I don't necessarily need to see him like kill any more universes or whatever, because <laughs> they have like that. That's a thing. That's a comic thing that they are doing more frequently now uh in mm -hmm. one way or another like they also have bebop and rocksteady like destroy the universe oh, or something right. like that yeah and then they that. have a long shot saves the marvel universe so uh, that's just like it's a its own brand now is like such and such saves or destroys said universe whatever right so i, I don't know those are those are kind of like what if comics to me anyway so yeah it's, they basically it's neither are. here nor there yeah 
I was just thinking to myself, a comic or animated film with a hard R rating, Deadpool kills the Disney universe. <laughs> uh, uninteresting. Just uninteresting. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I would watch. Well, I'm, but I say uninteresting because like, why does that have to be Deadpool? Just make it someone who's already in the Disney universe. Then maybe it'll have more gravity to it. I mean, technically Deadpool like, why now throw Deadpool is. Into it? <laughs> he why is throw now. Deadpool into it though? I, I just mean like an actual like, I don't know, like, give me like Mickey destroys the Disney universe. It's like, oh, man, now I'm intrigued. OK, now that if Mickey <laughs> takes his heel turn. And, oh, man. Give me a okay. Roger Rabbit destroys the oh, Disney universe. God. It's like, oh, he's yeah. back what in if, pog form. What if he turns that? I, I'm into that. But, OK, but I don't even know. It would be a total accident, though. And that's that would be the great part. It's him just accidentally destroying everything, just like bumbling around. Totally unfortunate chain of event killings of like every major Disney character because of Roger Rabbit. Like he just yeah, someone pulls keeps accidentally killing everybody. <laughs> right. Someone pulls a shave and a haircut bit and he just can't help himself and yes. <laughs> then ends up destroying, unraveling the universe as we know it. Uh, I, I think that would be a lot more interesting to me. I do like that. Roger Rabbit kills the Disney universe. That would yeah, I'm kind of liking this. I'm kind of liking this. I'd love to see where that goes. What if we had one that was like a uh, I'm trying to think of like 80s or just like Saturday morning cartoons, like who would kill that universe? Like which one would of kill our, the Saturday like, morning cartoon universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, um, either accidentally or intentionally or intentionally. Oh, man, that I'm I'm trying to think because my mind automatically is trying to go to some villains, but I don't want to I don't want to shoehorn anybody. <laughs> you know, just because they're bad guys doesn't mean they're bad guys. Yeah. Uh, part of me wants to say the stupid kid from Mask because he's <laughs> the one who's just like, a, hey, can you drive you a drive. truck? Yeah. <laughs> that kid. Yeah. I, I I really like the idea of, of Orko or Snarf pulling it off, though. Or, or no, you know what it would be? Snarf would be the one who saves the Saturday morning cartoon universe. Oh, yeah. I I think it would be ooh, who would be who's just like a really like maybe Orko. But I feel like putting Orko in there is just kind of like a counterpoint to Snarf, like but, too close. But see, I think we need. Here's what I like. Here's the the thought process I was going through. This is my journey is that yeah. it is Snarf. But not on the surface. Snarf has a puppet in place. Snarf's pulling the strings. He has a fall guy. Oh, uh, so like you find out at the very end that Snarf was behind it all. Snarf was a mastermind. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm opposed to this just because I like Snarf and I don't want him to go down that dark, dark path. I like Snarf, and I would I, love to see evil Snarf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want because I want to see Darth Snarf. Snarf Raw come back out. <laughs> Snarf Raw. Well, maybe and that's who does it. Snarf Raw. Well, no, I want to see him save the, you know, Thundercats universe or, Mar or you know, the whole Saturday morning cartoon universe. I want to see that, like Snarf Raw to the rescue. I would uh, say maybe Gargamel, but Gargamel, the only thing he does is create the opposite gender so that they can procreate more. So I feel like. No, you know what it his, would be? He doesn't do it well. Gargamel eats the Saturday morning cartoon universe. Oh my God. Because that's his whole goal. I love that idea. He just finds a way to eat everyone. Yeah. He just gets he just gets more rotund as he goes. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Then he's having to have minions bring the food to him because he can I, no longer move on his own. Oh, a, a picture like him and Garfield standing off at each other at some point. Like who can eat oh, more than the other? Oh man, that's pretty good. I like that. That's okay. One of them has lasagna. The other has just a bowl full of Saturday morning cartoon characters, it's like eating the chipmunks and stuff out of, yeah. out of a <laughs> yeah. turtle shell. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, dude, sick. He's di He's dining on turtle soup. It'll be yeah. No, that'll be great. Yeah. That's what I'm. I want to see that IDW series. Okay, let's call them up. Do you do you have IDW in your contacts <laughs> list? I do. Yeah. Okay. Let me give him a call after this yeah, and be we'll, like, we'll hey, I've him. got an idea. Hey, stop the press. Don't worry. We've got this IDW. We know. We know the next big thing. <laughs> Speaking of Saturday morning cartoons, I don't know if you heard this because I think this just came out within the last 24 hours of recording this, which by the time everyone hears this, they'll probably be like, oh, this is old news for old people. I don't know. 
Um, okay. There's going to be a live action Gargoyles film directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, huh. I didn't know if you had heard about this, and I don't know how I feel about it. There's always mention of like live action such and such, of yes. like 80s cartoons or 90s cartoons, 2000s, whatever cartoons, but you just never see them come to fruition. Well, this so- one especially, because apparently. The talk of a live action version of Gargoyles has been going on since Gargoyles was actually on the air still and just, you know, obviously went nowhere. And then I guess in 2011, there was a script that was like penned by the same guys that did that terrible G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I really hope that's not the script that gets used. Um, now this is interesting though. I, I, learned today too that apparently um and i don't know how long ago it was at one point jordan peele pitched a live action gargoyles to disney and disney turned it down because it was quote too grisly and i'm Aww. like but dude that should have been the one <laughs> that's that's the one yeah you can't really you can only tone down gargoyles so much especially if you're gonna go live action i need to see some awesome like fight scenes like they have in the cartoon and i i i guess like my one request is if they do make this like please cast keith david as the voice of uh goliath because you have to retain that voice that would be great but i'm gonna i would be willing to bet money it doesn't happen if anything i bet he gets a cameo for something like he's gonna voice a prominent gargoyle leader in a flashback that's that's i would put money on that yeah and you know what they'll probably do is like um oh the rock is okay. playing goliath yeah or well, that's david what, harbour no, you know i feel or, like no honestly i feel like the rock is kind of burnt bridges with black adams i don't i think yeah. he'll be out of that spotlight for a little while Joe, but john Cena. i do think that they'll cast like or they'll try to cast um timothy chalamet as like lexington <laughs> or something that's not as like a big yeah but, like lexington there's just a thin dude it's gonna happen i can absolutely see that uh, i'm the, the yeah they'll try to get like john cena and you know a, you know they're they'll go for all but, i mean it's not like it's not like we're gonna see him on the screen anyway right uh i don't know oh yeah I'm sure they'll go all CG. There's no way they're going to go saying, practical effect or anything. I mean, I'm just saying because he's invisible. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Joseph. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's all. That's the only you comment upset, I had on John Cena. You upset me. Sir. <laughs> I thought you were. No, I was hoping you were just going to get it. You've made me but. upset. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. But you know what? I would. Uh, I I am interested in seeing it because Gargoyles up until like the last season of it, which I didn't care for completely. Like I think it was a really great series. It is. So yes, the more we can see it rebooted in any fashion, the better. I'm just hoping that they do it well. Yeah, I don't want to gatekeep and be like, "Oh, you can't make it," and I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, it ruined my childhood." No, not my Goliath. Yeah, not my gargoyle. Um, no, like I, I don't care. It's just if it sucks, it'll be disappointing because I feel like you know, you know how much I love Transformers, and I feel like those movies were all pretty terrible. So I was just like, "Oh man, I just wish they would make a Transformers movie for me," but I'm not out there being like oh they ruined my childhood because they didn't because i can watch any of my other transformers stuff and be fine yeah exactly that's the thing yeah. it's like if you don't like a new updated version of something watch the old one you've always got your old one to go back to yeah yep uh yeah i'm not i'm not worried about it but yeah i i'm interested to see what happens and since it's been in the pipeline for so long and just been stuck to see what what happens with it so i don't know but, Do you think it's going to be one of those things that, like, once it starts production, it goes through like six directors, and then it's like, oh man, I can see the writing on the walls here. This is going to I be would not, terrible. I would not be surprised. Um, like, like they pull a Why the Last Man, which was in production hell for like a decade, and when it finally came out, it sucked. <laughs> Nobody saw it. Oh, man. Uh, I actually did watch that. I didn't mind it, but it definitely ended too soon yeah um it just got it got real bad ratings and uh just everyone was like nah no thanks so yeah that's a bummer because that's 
probably one of the greatest graphic novels of all time. So make a Street Sharks live action, <laughs> and I am we always, I am in. We always bring that one up. It's yeah. It always goes. It all goes back to Street Sharks. But it, here's the thing: I, it'll it'll never be done right because you can't have a movie starring a bunch of sharks and not have them just <laughs> like bite some dude in half. Like you can't. It's yeah, it's exactly. gotta be a rated R film. But okay, go the route of the banana splits movie and just make it like a low budget horror film. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, I was because who who's gonna fight you? Who wants Street Sharks as a franchise right now? And that's the thing. I think they should be they should understand what it is and make the movie for the millennials and not for um, I guess I mean, Gen Z is kind of of age at this point, but you know, don't make it for Gen Alpha, don't make it for the little kids and. Um, you know, if you want to make toys of it, go with the McFarlane toys route and make the real gross ones, but you know, what, better collectibles, but what make version a very visceral movie. What version of millennials are we now? I old, are we, are we elder or geriatric millennials? Cause I've heard that term thrown around geriatric millennials. I mean, I do yeah. feel that way sometimes. <laughs> so I, I don't know what window we fall. I in. don't know, but we, I mean, we are on the older cusp of millennials. Like you and I are some of the oldest millennials you could be. It's true. I think I've heard us referred to as Zennials before, where we're like so close to being Gen X, but we're not. So mm, like Zennials with an X. Yes. Not yes. Yeah. Okay. X. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. But until I'm even when I'm in my deathbed, I will still be fighting to get street sharks made into something yeah. Uh, like that. What? Do you think we could just like buy it from somebody I, for like five you bucks? You have no idea how much I've thought about that. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? What could that even be worth at this point? Like nobody. Right. I, and I feel like nobody's asking for it but us. N- nobody so but us wants it. <laughs> nobody yeah. wants it. We need that. We need to get Turbo Teen. These are just properties that nobody's going to do anything like, with. Yeah. They're just out there in the wild. They might even become public domain after a while. I'm not sure and if it what does, the statute on that is. If it does, we're we're kickstarting something. We're gonna crowdfund some cool <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh because I, I need to see uh, a do, teenage shark contact? bite a crook in half and then dive under the asphalt and swim away. Yeah. That would be amazing. I don't know who we need to talk to, but we need to find out and we need to get these properties for ourselves. Who would be the best director for a Street Sharks, like a hard R Street Sharks movie? Because you would have to get someone of our generation, right? I would think so. To really understand. I mean, the, and and this, my default, and I don't want it to be this person, but my, the very first thought that came to my mind was James Gunn just because of his background in horror. But, I feel like it needs to be someone else. If I think we need we need I something mean, fresh. He's just he's maybe, but I mean he just does have such a good eye for things that we like. So yeah. I, I'm not opposed to that at all. Well, and I was thinking about his background with trauma specifically. Exactly. Because I think his roots there could really inform this type of movie. And I he hasn't been making those kinds of movies since Slither, but if he could really pull from that experience once again, I think it could be fun. Okay, so two things. First, get a hold of these franchises. Second, get a hold of James Gunn. Yeah. Third, he's prosper. Yeah, I mean, James Gunn, I mean, the only stuff he's working on right now is everything that DC is doing. <laughs> yeah. And like, he, nobody. Literally in charge of the right. DC universe at the moment. And, uh, and I mean, what is that? What's what's DC at this point? Nobody cares. We, <laughs> it's fine. I he'll I we just, contact him. He'll be like, oh yeah, it's fine. It it you know it, we're not doing much. I'll 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 be right over. Right. I mean, he is working on that new Superman. I know, and movie, I'm which... I'm kind of excited for that. I wasn't until I saw how they were casting and stuff, and I'm like, oh, that is one that I have peripherally been like seeing a lot of things dropped for and i'm like okay like the fact that they're adding these weird like side characters makes me excited because i know that he's going to use them well i specifically and, sent you some stuff about it because i knew that that would get you invested um especially yeah. the guy gardner green lantern i know being nathan fillion so weird yeah <laughs> what? i i just i'm trying to imagine him with the bowl cut like yes because <laughs> 
that's I, that's the rumor is that he will have the bowl cut, which is amazing. Yeah. That's so good. It's going to look so I, gross. I just feel like if anyone is going to know how to handle that, it's James Gunn. So I'm all for this. He he can completely be in charge of our Street Sharks reboot. Um, I I give him the keys to the kingdom there. I sure. and just let him like I let him put our dreams together. Let him bring them to life because I think he really can. If we didn't go with him, and I know that this guy also is not really our age, but like, what about Gore Verbinski? I don't even know who that is. He, I, I remember he directed The Ring. When's the last time you watched The Ring? <sighs> it's been a long time. I, I've seen Ringu, the Japanese one, more recently than I've seen The Ring. I've watched The Ring twice in the last couple. <laughs> A couple of weeks. <laughs> Why? Because it's always on. It is always oh. on. Um, he also directed the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So which I've never seen. So I don't have an opinion eh, on that. Well, I mean, in, in that way, he is used to, well, he directed Lone Ranger, which was terrible, but we'll forget about that for a moment. But since he's did the the good Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I mean, there we know like he, he has an eye for monsters and CGI like, you know, creatures and stuff like that, you know, which is something we'll need. He also directed the Budweiser Frogs commercial. Everything you just said, I'm throwing out the window because I just had the a way better idea. Whatever. S- Seth Rogen. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah, you that can ain't do it. Bad. That ain't bad. And he's got to play one of the voices, too. He's got to be like Big Slam Moo or something <laughs> just with his just doing his voice as he always does. Like, that's all I need. Is him okay. to be Big Slamu and to direct it. I love what he's doing with the new Ninja Turtles movie. I can't yeah. wait to see that one. So yeah, I he's maybe he's my choice A, and James Gunn has moved down to choice B. I'm sorry, James. Like I know you really wanted this part, but I'm gonna I'll have be, to just like I'll, we'll just have to see what Seth's doing. I'll give you this. Yes. I'd be okay with it with Seth taking it on if um if he pulls in his writers from Preacher. For our Street Sharks movie. Yeah, the writers from Preacher because they did a really good job. So Okay, yeah, that was a a good Evan Goldberg was one of them and he does collaborate with Evan all the time. Okay, then that'll probably happen anyway. Like, I think those two are just a pair now. Yeah, or like, I would even be okay with um, some of the writers from The Boys in there too because I, I feel like the amount of of violence in that show and and the style of it, the grittiness of it is what I want in a gritty Street Sharks movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily need to see someone like miniaturizing and climbing into someone's anus, but... Yeah, that I don't... Uh, th- that is... <laughs> I, I, I would only need a couple scenes of that I think, but <laughs> just a couple. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm going to leave those know, on the cutting little, room floor, a little shrimp character, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if we created a little shrimp character or no, he's one of those, <laughs> he's one of those fish that like goes into urethras or whatever. Oh, no, I don't know oh, what those are called. Oh yeah. But those are that the most frightening thing in the water. Let me tell Forget you about what, sharks. Let me tell you how much of a stomach ache you just gave me. <laughs> Pretty bad, pretty bad one. I don't want to think about that ever again. So, well, okay. So, fair. maybe we can leave those for the uh, DVD outtakes or something. For the outtakes, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Anything uh, that you're looking forward to this coming week? Uh, a couple of days from now, I'll be playing Dune Imperium for the first time. The board game I just picked up because oh, I found it at about? Target. It's a it's kind of a combination of things like it's it's got deck building to it. It's got uh, resource management, different kind of like basically like different aspects of board games put together into one. You're okay. just you are uh, just you choose whatever house you want to play as. And you're essentially fighting for um, to be the primary house. And I, I don't know, get, get the most salt from Dune or whatever, just to be the biggest house in that universe you can go either a combat route you can go through diplomacy there's multiple ways to win which i love those sandboxy types of games so i'm super excited to try this one out i ordered the expansion for it already just because i heard that that's like a must have with to get like a real full experience with it so yeah that's what i'm looking forward to you in, in the immediate uh future cool um yeah i i don't really have anything planned out 
necessarily because I'm starting work again this uh, next week. So I'm going to have to pace myself and see what's going on. Um, I did just remember another game that I played a little bit this week, though, that I'm just going to mention real quick. Um, It's basically a survival resource management, mostly resource management game. And it's just a a fun, silly little game that doesn't take a lot of time. This is 60 seconds re-atomized. And basically what you do is um, you select either like a mother or father of a family right before an atomic bomb is about to drop or a nuclear bomb. You have 60 seconds to grab whatever you can in your house and throw it down your um, like a hatch to your um, nuclear bunker, your little shelter or whatever, including you select, you know, which of your family members you want to get down there. So um, you you get them, get whatever supplies. And then from that point on, it's kind of a um, survival thing of making decisions and rationing food and choosing who you try to send out into the wasteland to uh in hopes to find things so if if you've ever played um like fallout shelter it's a little bit similar to that but i would say fallout shelter has way more stuff to do so this is just kind of a fun little um roguelike sort of a uh, thing and um I think I would say the only caveat is it has way too much reading involved. You have to read so much stuff and that gets, yeah, that gets a little hectic, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, it, it was just kind of a fun, silly little thing that I, I played a few times just to, just to kill some time. So, um, if it sounds, sounds fun, give it a shot. 60 seconds re-atomized, uh, it's just, uh, 10 bucks. So there you go. 10 bucks on steam. I think a game that I haven't really mentioned much, but I want to bring it up before we close out because it's one that I just was reminded of. Salt and Sanctuary is an awesome, or Salt and Sanctuary 2 even, is an awesome like 2D Souls-like game mm, where yeah. the graphics are pretty simple, um, bare bones, but it the the mechanics of that are so fun, and I really enjoy like the class system, or basically like you're making your own class as you go through and getting different items and stuff. But that's just a really good one if you're more into like the 2D sort of Souls-like games, because um, it's a side-scrolling adventure, and yeah, just a good game. And I wanted to bring it up because that's one to. If you're into Souls likes and you never heard of that, please check it out. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't done too many Souls likes as you know, but I, I've been trying we to get into more of them. We were playing through Elden Ring together, which was fun. Yeah, we did that. Um, and there's a few other Souls like that I that I do like, like um, Cult of the Lamb, which we we talked about that on an earlier episode. So yeah, I'll give that a shot sometime. I do remember you st- streaming that several years ago and thinking it looked pretty cool. So also, one of these days, I'll hop yeah, in. Bla- Blasphemous is similar. Uh, that looks cool. More straightforward, and I think there's a two coming out in the near future. So I do think another one to check that. out. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I like the look of Blasphemous for sure. I think it looks really good. Thanks to Lance Conrad for our theme song, Rebels of Our Own Kind. And as always, if you enjoyed our show, let us know by throwing us a rating and writing a review wherever you can do so. Or you can share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. You can find us everywhere. Uh, you can find us some places at Nerdsloth HQ, including uh, Threads. Now we have a Threads. I still don't quite grasp it, but we have a Threads. Or you can visit our website at Nerdsloth.com, where you can learn more about us personally and keep up to date on all the latest and greatest projects we're working on. You can also find a link to our merch store and info about our active Discord community and our Patreon, where you'll find hundreds of hours of bonus content from all the various Nerd Sloth projects. And don't forget, you can email us. And and now it doesn't have to be plural. It can just be podcast at nerdsloth.com because it's so hard to say the plural. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Podcasts at nerdsloth.com. Well, now either one will work. Either one works, but I'm just going to say podcast at nerdsloth.com because it's easier for me to say. Email us. Let us uh, know some things that you might want to hear about. And if we actually have anything to say about it, eh, maybe we'll talk about it. That's it for us. My name's Chris. I'm Joseph. Help us buy the street sharks, please. And tell us who you think should eat the Marvel Universe. (laughs) 
No, the cartoon universe, the Saturday morning cartoon universe. Well, I know. Why can't That's that one eating. get eaten too? Like it's already been saved and destroyed, so okay. why not eaten? That's a new thing. I mean, Galactus, I'm putting it out there. Galactus is going to eat it. Oh, dude, that's perfect. Yeah.